Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to another fantastic edition of the Geek Outlet Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. William D. Morgan. Have my co-host with me today, Mr. Gene Emerson. Gene, how you doing, my friend? Good, good, man. Good, man. Can't wait to actually run this gauntlet as we normally would do. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to do the running of the gauntlet, the fastest hour in podcasting. We're going to bring to you a few things. The death of Sean Connery. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. World wishes to your family. Going to be talking a little bit more about the Batwoman suit and a whole lot more right here on this edition of the Geek Gauntlet Podcast. But let's go ahead and get our timer and get the show started. You guys are about to run the gauntlet. Let's go. Gauntlet right here on a Geek Gauntlet podcast. Again, I'm your host, Mr. William D. Morgan. Got Mr. Gene Emerson right here with me. We're going to be going over all the information. This is the fastest hour in podcasting. I want to say a real quick shout out to our sponsors over at Metallic Dice Games. Thank you for everything that you do for the Geek Gauntlet as well as for GeekNewsDial.net. All right. First off, Gene, how you been doing, man? Oh, I've been doing great. Couldn't wait for this uh, this lovely time, this hour that we do here, because we're about to run the gauntlet, and we're going to bring you all the uh, lovely geekdom news that we can, as we always do, every Saturday. There we go. There we go. I also want to head over to the chat real quick and say what's up to everybody, all my good friends in the league. How you guys doing over the league? Appreciate you guys coming out. Got my boys over from Paradigm with Justin and Tommy over there. Thank you for joining the chat. Appreciate you guys. And without further ado, let's go ahead and run the gauntlet. Gene, what you got? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to start off with just doing up a little bit of a a quick overdue of the lineup. Uh, As as we already know, if you haven't already subscribed to your Disney Plus, go ahead and do it because uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 has already begun. And you can see a few of those episodes that are already going on over there, as well as Into the Future. Uh, You know, ABC is getting ready to air the third season of Star Trek Discovery, I do mm-hmm. believe. I think, I think that's what it is. And with their whole, you know, bringing the lineup into everything, as we already heard, Nickelodeon shows, the two Nickelodeon shows, plus uh, the Star Trek Discovery, plus when, because ABC has already said and announced that there will be another season of Picard. So whenever that gets ready to get going, all that's all tied in. So that's going to be in the same universe. So always remember that. So get get your shows, start start writing stuff down, start finding stuff out, and uh, following on. So now it's time to head on into the news. Uh All right, let's roll. Let's roll. Uh, Sad news to start us off. Sad news, as we all know. At the age of ninety-five, or age of ninety-three, sorry, I was going to call him ninety-five actually, but no, at the age of ninety-three, Sir Sean Connery has uh, passed away this week, and we want to uh, send our condolences out to him and his family and everybody. To me, I have to say this, and I bet you would agree with me, Will. One of the best James Bonds ever to grace the character. I think that's what really everybody remembers him, okay. his main role for. Even though that he has been in other movies like The Rock, um, uh, Hunt for Red October, and also in The Lead of Extraordinary Gentlemen. 
Yes, sir. Just, yes. just remember those. Just remember those. Uh, some of those other movies that he's been in. But Sean Connery. What, what more can you say? Awesome. He was knighted. Everything. He was an awesome guy. Uh, rest in peace, Sir Sean Connery. Moving on, uh, the rights for the Daredevil will be officially returning to Marvel Studios November the 29th, 2020. It's almost at the end of this month. Um, the only thing I can say about that one is hopefully we get it. I, I don't know if it's from the Netflix or if it's from the actual like, movie itself, because I remember the Ben Affleck movie wasn't the greatest. I hope, I hope something good comes I hope something great comes out of this because Daredevil that was on Netflix was a great show. I loved it. Created some great stuff. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I hope something great comes out of it because Daredevil has been a great character. Yeah. Um, moving on, we have, uh, as we talked about already, uh, Mick, I, I forget how to pronounce that last name. Matt Google. Uh, there you go. Stepping away from the Arrowverse is where we know, but... But he has said that he's willing to do an Arrowverse movie. Um, my thoughts here would be, I think it would be better to see it as um, a mini series on TV and not try to do an actual movie with right. television actors. Because right. I think every time we've ever got a movie, if you get a movie, they always want to, studios want to, oh, well, we want to get this person, we want to get that person. And then you take away from the actual character. So I would say, you know, I would like to see a mini movie. But then after that, after he's done that, take your hiatus, go ahead and, you know, fade off into the sunset, as they would say. Most deaf. Most deaf. Um, before you continue forward, I just want to say one thing. Um, <laughs> if, and I get people asking me, where is Shaw? Shaw is, Shaw is, is not feeling well at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, he's taking some time away from the show. Hopefully he'll be back with us next week. Um, so definitely get better soon, Shaw. Come back soon. We miss you, buddy. Get better soon. We want you at 110% so that, you know, we, we love it when you're at 100. We don't want you at any less than we expect the best. I know you expect the best from us, and that's what we're here to do. We keep oh, yeah. up uh, professionalism, so come back to us soon. Now on to what we, we talked about this last week. So if anybody followed us from last week, this is, you know, a recurring thing. The look at the new bat suit, uh, Batwoman suit, and Good old William's gonna put it up here in a moment. I, I, I don't like. I said it then. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, no, I no. Said no. It, I said it then. Um, and, I didn't like it because of the hair. Uh, let me see. I put it back on stage. I I don't like it because of the hair. And I will. I will agree with you if you look at everything. Everything from the the top. The top down. So you take out that hair. Everything from top down is great. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing I would I would say is instead of having the red on the outside of the cape, put the red on the inside of the cape because that yeah, reminds yeah. me going back to the original character. Keep the black on we, keep black on the outside. Keep the, have yeah. the red on the inside. That's right. That's right. And then remove that hair piece and put the red hair on. There would be a banging suit. Other than that, because that hair... And we, we've touched on this, and I'm not saying this as, as trying to nitpick or trying to, you know, uh, throw throw the suit under the bus because it's a great-looking suit. But that hair just gives me that feeling like they're trying to make it feel like an SNL, you know, cosplay type thing. It's like, oh, look over there. It's the African-American Batwoman. You know what I mean? It's like we know that she's in the comics, but do the comic and do the source material some justice. Right. You know what I mean? That's how I that's how I play it. That's how I see it. Now I don't know how everybody else agrees about it. Yeah, that that's to me that's bang. That's and, right if, and if you keep it, and if you because every the, the boots are okay yep. down here. I don't know if she was that short, but maybe she just looks like that because of the camera. Yep. I'm not sure. But do your red for your gauntlets and your gloves, your yep. red belt. Keep the hair where it was. You could have used Ruby Rose's hair. Um, yep. I thought that this was better than that. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you. 110%. I agree with you on that. Aesthetically, it's, it's, it's 
the other photo was more aesthetically pleasing to the eye. What draws me away from that new suit is that hair. That's where my my eyes automatically will go to that thing. Not trying to, not that I want to. You know, the, the lady is very beautiful. She's, you know, not bad looking. But what draws my face and what draws my attention is that 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 hairpiece. That is probably the most like eye shocking, you know, hairpiece. And someone and someone asked me the other day, it's, it's not a part. It's not a part of the comment. It, it, it's they won't go broke. Well, uh, <laughs> she is. Right there. <laughs> there you go. And that's everything. And these were the changes that Gene and myself were speaking of. You got your belt here. You got in the red in color. Your gauntlets are red. The inside of the mm -hmm. cape is red. And the hair, it's perfect. Yeah. If you do that, like we see here, if you if you follow that, follow the source material, pay that homage to it, people will enjoy it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I don't understand why they decided to go with that when they already had the blueprint. Just yeah. make your changes and go from there. Maybe that's just yeah. me. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I'm in the same, in the same boat. Um. The episode count for the Arrowverse shows, I do believe, uh, I think uh, there's going to be like 20 episodes for the new Supergirl, 13 episodes for Flash. Um, I don't know what they're set to put for Lois and Superman. I don't know about what, what they're, the sets on that. I think with uh, Black Lightning, it's another 13 episodes. Okay. So me. So mainly most of them, I think the only one that's related to 20-some episodes is Supergirl just because it is the final season yeah. and they're trying to wrap up storylines. Almost yeah. everybody else is pretty much at that 13, the general base number that you get for every season. Yep. I think so too. Yeah. Uh, Steve Amell is willing to do Arrow Season 9 and he has pitched it. So... <laughs> Hey, you, know man, like, you, you know what that means, right? And, I, and, and, and this is strictly my opinion. <clears throat> I could be wrong, but when you are an iconic character like that, it's hard to find another role that will fulfill or sustain where you came from. And that's what you're known for the most. And unless you're grabbing another big character or portraying another big mm -hmm. character that can rival or beat out the awesomeness of what you came from, it's not going to work out. So I'm thinking this is more of, hey, yeah, I miss what I do. I miss playing this character. Let me jump back in this. And I think that's where yeah. it's coming from. I could be wrong. Just strictly my opinion. I actually, I actually agree with you. And this goes back to sometimes with you look at the, the superhero genre in general. In movies, the biggest worry was for movie actors were to be noted for a role and then be casted and stereotyped in that one role. That's what he, uh, Christopher Reeves didn't want to stay playing Superman. He only did four Supermans because he didn't want to be uh, cast typed. Right. Um, Kevin, um, no, Kevin, I was going to say Kevin Bacon, but it wasn't. Um, uh, the one who played Batman. Um, oh, I can't think of his name right now, right off the top of my head. In the original Batman series, Batman and Batman Returns. Mm. Um, he he only did a few and went away, not because he wanted to, only because... Was, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, because uh, basically, again, it was a Tim Burton move. Tim Burton went from being director and producer, just went back to being producer on the next two films. So they changed up the Batman's look. Um, but, Bert, uh, but, you know, uh, he wanted to stay, he wanted to stay with it, but never did. Uh, so you go throughout the years. It's always been, it's always been that, that stereotype. Well, you're going to get task type. The problem here is we're not talking about a movie. When you're talking TV actors, it's very hard for them to get repeating roles. Mm -hmm. Stephen Amell thought, oh, well, I'm unpopular. I'm going to be able to jump to this show, that show, this show, that show. Your popularity, dude, is with the one show that you're doing. 
you you know what I mean? And I think he realized that, and that's why he's saying, yeah, I want to jump back in. Oh, yeah. It's a little different in, in, in the, the actual Hollywood acting world than a TV role. Uh, and actors will tell you that if they can get a recurring role and stay on a series that lasts for so long, you're going to do it. Sitcoms, everything like that. That's what makes oh. certain actors. So to yeah. break yourself and then, then make that move into Hollywood acting is a little hard. So if you have that recurring role that's bringing that, that steady income flow, that's where you want to be. So that would... I agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Toward the mm -hmm. end, maybe, maybe Arrow past season three. Mm -hmm. When you get past season three, Arrow will start to get weird. Mm -hmm. um, past season one for Legends, I think... The Flash starting to get a little bit more mushy last season. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. And Supergirl's just been political up until recently. So, yeah. Yep. So, that actually does everything for the news. And we're going right into our topics. We got a big banger of topics. Well, let me do this first. Uh, before we get started on our topic, we're going to do a quick commercial break. No and, problem. And we will be right back. Back in, back in the future. No, there ain't no stopping us. Fly without boarding pass. Couldn't catch me, I'd be moving fast. Call me a shooting star. Let them know who you are. Flying up in a bar. Wish on a star. Time to show them who's in charge. Call me a shooting star. Catch the Huddle Podcast every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Myself, Tommy, Josh, right here, Penfall Productions, will tell you, carry you all through the NFL week and give you some breakdowns and predictions going into the following week. All right, let's go ahead and continue. Gene, we are going into our topics. So That is correct. So let us do this. Topics of the night. Let's continue. So first on the docket of the topics, Don Glover is talking about being Spider-Punk. Or there people want him for Spider-Punk. Wow. Um, that would be that be something unique. I think you'd see I, totally, I don't totally hate it, but No. But then it then it would play it would play into if this is if this is me thinking it's the MCU universe, mm -hmm. if I'm thinking this, we've seen Don Glover already in a Spider-Man in Spider-Man. Well, he, uh, he was one of those those gang members uh, that Spider-Man talks to. Yeah. How do you how do you start playing that off as you know what I mean? And I get it. It's a multiverse. You can go well. You know he was a he was a hood in that verse, but you know in, in this place he's you know Spider Punk. Um, I don't hate the idea, but you have to really, you'd have to really make sure that you got a solid uh, backstory. That's all yeah. playing here. That, that's all. Um, moving on with this, if Marvel got, uh, and I, I hope I'm not butchering his name too much, Lynn Morin, Morin, he's that guy that did the uh, did uh, <laughs> Moana and. <laughs> and also does Hamilton. I think I, I think I butchered his name. That's okay. You know, that, they'll get me in the comments. <laughs> Anyways, if you did, if he could get him to uh, make a Marvel Broadway play, here's the question: What play? So, what character in the Marvel universe, and what story? Shoot. So that means you got to pull a character that's interesting to do. A broad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. Damn. Um, I will. Okay. I'll throw, while you're thinking there, I, I will actually. I will. I will throw mine out here, and I think everybody would would agree with me. I think you could do easily on Broadway 
Spider-Man on Broadway and probably do Spider-Man Green Goblin story, the origin of Spider-Man and the Green Goblin story. I think it works easily. It would translate from film to Broadway very easily. Um, I don't know what you would put in for songs. I know he's, he's good with the hip hop, so it would all work out there. But I think this would could be really, really unique um, just because I think it would fix the medium. I'm going to go something totally, completely different. So different. I don't know, but I'm going to go with Wolverine. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wolverine. Particularly if you take it from the old man Logan story. I think that, I don't know what songs you use either, but if you take it from that old man Logan story, it might be all right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, our DJ hates the Dark Knight. Is he right? I want to say yes. What do you think? Okay, so if we're talking, if we're talking Nolan's Dark Knight, I I can't sort of agree with him because yeah, the Dark Knight, because Nolan's Dark Knight was completely different. Yeah, it was a better take. It was it was a, a very better take. I I don't like the last movie. It seemed rushed. They threw a lot of stuff in there. I will agree on that one. But the first two banners of movies definitely are classics. I go to rewatch them. Don't get me wrong. There are some things that I like about uh, the Tim Burton, if you want to say the Tim Burton first of Batman. They were all good, uh, except for, again, the last movie. It's always that last movie in the series. It's never good. Um, I just didn't even like, and, and don't get me wrong, I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. <laughs> But I don't like how they portrayed him in this new universe. I got you. I got you. It's 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 that catch twenty two. You had a great guy to play a great Batman, mm-hmm. but not a great story. But see, to me, the other way, when you go back a little bit and go toward Val Kilmer, I think Val mm-hmm. Kilmer was a better Bruce Wayne than he was a Batman. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I, I guess we got the mixed feelings on that. Oh one. yeah. Oh yeah. We do. very much mixed feelings. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump a little here. One of the things, and I'm going to, before we do it, what if they made a took the Justice League actors and they were to play the Sinister Six? Who would you want to play who? Gaga do would be tough. Um. You could put the others as anybody. You could put Superman. You can let him be Doc Ock. You could take Batman. Um, well, Superman could be Rhino. Um, Batman could be Doc Ock. Um, the one that would be hard is Gal. Um, Jesus. Um, I would. I would have to say so. For for me, for me, if you're looking at the sinister sinister sex, and you're taking the actors from. You're the Justice League, and you're going to replace them as, as your Sinister Six. I would say Ben Affleck would play your Doc Ock. Yeah, but ben Affleck, Ock. Batman, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he's going to be Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Um, the the buddy who played uh, Aquaman, definitely for sure, I'd put him in Scorpion. Yeah, I think you that play that sense. play that play that character really good. That makes sense. Um, the buddy who played the Flash, I could see him as the Vulture. Yeah, just because yeah. just because the vulture was you know, had that that tendency uh he's supposed to be smart type thing so mm-hmm. that works there um the guy who played superman yeah he would be my rhino i'd say rhino yeah rhino would be the best fit for him um but he played cyborg give him green goblin yeah just because it's like you, you got to fill it out because now you can take the female and turn her into, I do believe Black Hat at one point was with the Sinister Six. I'm not quite I sure. She, I think she was too. I think she was. And then that's you can play that that verse in there. And I think that's how that, that pans out. That's that out. works all out. And that's the only way you'd make it solid. Uh, or that, or you, or you don't use um, – Green Goblin, and you turn the one who played Cyborg into Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter, and you and yeah. you mash it up that way. 
Yeah. Um, but that's how, to me, how I, w- I would do it if I'm going to use those actors because you gotta you got to realize you can't just throw, oh, we're going to put the, the lady who played Wonder Woman and we're going to give her Green Goblin. It just wouldn't fit. They're just, that's, and that's a, it's a completely different character, yeah. completely different mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So as we're moving as we're moving forward, the question that was preceded this, and this is the reason why I sort of wanted to take a little bit, is because the big question is the question of the prime directive. Oh my gosh. The question oh. of the prime directive. So so just I'm gonna throw this out here. And I know ahead, a lot of people ahead. are gonna get get a little well, like, what do you mean about Prime Directive? We're talking Star Trek. The Prime Directive mm-hmm. is that that the United Planets cannot interfere in a planet that does not have warp capability. There has been those times. You look at Kirk, the mm-hmm. card. Um, I, I do feel, you know, a few others have broken it, even in uh, Voyager. Deep Space Nine. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, been, yeah. it's been tampered with at, at times in point. But there has been those other points where there hasn't, they, they, they wanted to, but they couldn't because of the prime directive. Right. Okay. Now, for me, I, I would have to say at the beginning, like if you look at like the, the bad stories of all the Star Trek, the prime directive meant something because again, Vulcans and and a few of the other United planets didn't see humans that sh- they should be able to co-interact with other subspecies that don't have right. work capability. I get that where they were coming from at the beginning. Now let's move it up to the point right after regular Star Trek. Okay. It finished off its five-year mission. Picard's, excuse me, Picard's group finished up. They're back home. I think at the point where when we get to next generation, I think those rules should have been relaxed and not been stressed so much due to the fact that I think humans proved themselves enough within that five-year mission that we could mm-hmm. easily react with other, other uh, civilizations. Well, let me ask you this. You just scrap them all together. Uh, because, no. Because humanity, because humanity has grown. Mm-hmm. To, to to new heights since that was put in place. Yeah. Um. And and you could and I'm thinking rather than stick to something tried or true or old or, or it's kind of like respecting an old religion in a yeah. sense. It's something that's old, outdated, really yeah. not needed. But at the same point, you you think it's necessary, and I don't think. Particularly the way we advanced, I don't think it's really necessary to have, but you do. Like you go go back uh, the, this, and this is where I this is why I say you can relax the rules a bit. You look at the show Picard, mm-hmm. and that was the the way that they were ending a lot of the next generation storylines, if you will, and, and and ending certain characters, giving certain characters their farewell, their just dues, and right. and also helping out other characters so you know where they where they were from that point to this point, right? The Prime Directive still means something. Because if if you just took strap the Prime Directive in all, then then your Romulans, your Vulcans, your you know Andorians, all that then there becomes all out war because after a certain point one group believes that they're better than the other and they, they can invade. So, so you still have you, So it's more of a prevention of yeah. having chaos. Okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm saying humans, I think at the there's a point, like you look at the Andorians and also the Vulcans, I I you know hinder on them because there are times that they break it and then they're not yeah. they're only slapped on the hand. Because again, they're advanced civilization. They, you know, mm-hmm. they come to that point. They've been able to know that okay, you can break it at certain points, and it's not bad. And then there's other times you you can't do it at all. Right. And I think humans learned that point by the time they reached what time in the timeline of next generation. We we learned that by the time that ended, Bakar's mm-hmm. time was done, and they were moving on to Deep Space Nine. You could formally say, yeah, humans knew where their place were. Oh yeah. Because there was a lot of times that Picard would 
and certain episodes just be like, nope, we're not, we're not going to help at all. Or they would use the prime directive in a certain way of making that own planet screw themselves oh, over. Oh yeah. And we're to the point where Batard is like, yeah, I can't help you because the prime directive tells me I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? And speaking of the, uh, and speaking of Star Trek, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Okay. Best Star Trek commander or leader go. Oof. Uh, I would say my two favorite commanders, if you're talking about second in commands, would be uh, Will Riker and then mm. Spock for me. As of captains, mm. I have to go and I, I, I have to go with my tried and true Kirk, but right behind him would be Picard <laughs> for sure. Uh, is it the overall embodiment of Kirk or is it just? his leadership or is this for the me hey the women the leader for me and this is where it gets down to when you talk about Picard and Kirk the one thing that Kirk had was his love for his crew and his ship mm. not saying that Picard didn't have his love for his crew because he did mm. but for the ship he, he he looked at it as just a tool it was a tool it you know what I mean you could blow it up at any point, right. and it meant nothing. When you look at Picard, or you look at Kirk, who looked at his ship as like, I'm only getting one of these things. They're not going to give me, you know, 37 different models. <laughs> yeah. I'm only getting one shot with this. So this this ship means something. It had a life. It had it had its own. It was a character of its own. Right. So that that to me, that's the reason why. That's where it is. Don't get me wrong. I love both. Kirk and Picard this in equal, you know what I mean? But that's where the edge would go for. I got you. I got you. Had to get you on the spot there. All right. Nope. Before we keep before we continue forward, we're gonna go on to another commercial break. Guys, hang with us. We will be right back. <laughs> Guys, don't forget, you can catch the Paradigm Shift Wrestling Podcast right here, Pinfall Productions, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out myself, Gene, Tommy, Josh, and hopefully we get our buddy Brandon back as well. So definitely check us out, Paradigm Shift Wrestling Podcast, shifting the paradigm of professional wrestling. Let's and before continue. we move on to too much more, we want to throw it out there this Wednesday. Big, big news. This Wednesday at the wrestling podcast that we have, The Paradigm Shift, you can check out Prince Nene, who's going to be on. We're going to be giving him a great interview. Ring of Honor original. He's going to be with us, sitting down, talking with us. So big for us, big ups, big on the upside. That's a big plus. Uh, so I can't wait to get in, into that into that interview. So, you know, as I like to say, I, I never, never wait for Wednesday to come, <laughs> ahead, to come ahead. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it does give me a little bit of a break. I get my Sunday, my, my Monday, my Tuesday my, <laughs> to myself. Good, but, bro. but no, Wednesday Wednesday is a place to be. Remember, Tuesday, huddle. Wednesday, come watch us as we uh, do an interview with Prince Nene. So. There we go. Here we go. What's up? What else do we have on the topic train, my friend? So, next big thing. Death Battle had their next big death battle before the red versus blue death battle that's coming up. And this one was a doozy. It was Saber Wolf from Killer Instinct 
taking on Don Talbin from Darkstalkers. I watched this and boy, oh boy, oh boy, it was the music was banning. The animation was great. It was another uh, 8-bit anime, uh, 64-bit or uh, 8-bit animation as we normally get from them. But it was a banner of a doozy of, war, of one. And it came out, John Talbot yep. wins. Gets the KO over Saberwolf. It pretty much came down to uh, that Saberwolf didn't have the martial arts experience. And that Saberwolf... You know, even though that, uh, yes, as he stayed in the, the werewolf form and he got better as the older he got, uh, Talbin just Talbin just had had the more experience, had the more power, had the more ability. Oh. And when they're doing into that blood moon, that was it. That was it. Oh. So for all for all that, Talbin gets the win, and it was a, it was a banger. Definitely go watch it. I would recommend watching all of the uh, death battles from Rooster Teeth. We definitely uh, support. The death battle. Yes, make sure you do that. Uh, and one of the things I found out recently as well um, that's sort of kind of disturbing to me in the world of anime. Um, Rooster Teeth is in trouble financially. Um, they have, I forgot the name of the company that either attempted or already bought them out. Um, then you have Crunchyroll currently being, being bought by Sony. So mm -hmm. Anime is, is a little bit in trouble. Um, maybe we'll see Crunchyroll and the Funimation get together after this goes through. I don't know. Maybe that might bring some new life into things. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely support those guys because they are oh, in yeah. trouble. And from what I also understand, uh, Rooster Teeth also pulled most of the Ruby episodes off of YouTube. So now you have to either be a, a first subscriber, or you have to go over to their website, and their website is in need of massive overhaul. Uh, if you're a Ruby fan, man, that thing that 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 thing is terrible. They gotta mm -hmm. redo that thing. They gotta get it better. Um, so yeah, so definitely support these guys because a lot of these places. Remember all like like out. us, like share, subscribe. That all helps us out. So oh yeah, oh yeah, everybody. Yeah, and. Uh, Here's a big one, and I think this this is this is a great topic to talk about. We can you know talk about it a little bit on length here, and that is a fan cast for Fantastic Four. If you were able to cast your group of Fantastic Four from actors uh, playing villain to or villains up there, uh, who would you get? Why would you get them? Uh, that'd be kind of tough. Um, Bring Chris Evans back, you see me to it. We <laughs> we <laughs> praising his role as the human torch, Chris Evans. He's not doing anything right now anyway. Um, but bring him back. Um Jessica Alba's got a little too old in the tooth for yeah. um, the invisible girl. Um so you have to bring someone else in. You got a dead new Mr. Fantastic. Does thing matter? You know, the, the funny thing is, and, and if you look at it, even in the Marvel MCU, they even made fun of the thing. If you remember in Infinity, go back to the uh, Endgame, and, you know, uh, or not Endgame, uh, it, yeah, it was Endgame, it was, or Infinity War. Sorry, I, I was right, I was right, Infinity War, and uh, Thanos' people are trying to take over um, the planet Earth. And you know the Hulk is trying to Hulk up, and he won't let him Hulk up. And he goes, "Dude, that's oh, yeah. the thing there." You know what I mean? Like they they were making pot shots at everything, uh, Fantastic Four. So just to let you know that, like, hey, you know that was that was not great. Um, but the thing does matter. Like the Fantastic Four, the group itself uh, does matter. I would like to see a good rendition of the original group. You know, you 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 got to get Mister Fantastic. You got to get you know uh, the Invisible Woman. You know. Uh, the human torch and the thing Th those are the key characters they they they've been in the comics for very much um well, who would i well, get well they would be more cgi you could play the exact same way they played uh the incredible hulk yeah yeah in, in a sense dominic, mold it. i just did a quick search dominic perel or purcell from legends cool I think that might work. Um, yeah, I, I would. I would say if if I'm going to do, if I was going to like cast it, 
Um, the actress to play Invisible Woman, you would want somebody who's a, a standout. Um, I, and somebody who's who's got that. Emily Blunt? Yeah. Yeah. Emily, uh, you could use her. I would probably say if you're ever going to do the, like like we're hearing about the, the Spider-Verse, Emily Blunt would be perfect for uh, Spider-Gwen. Ooh, yes, Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say I would say for your your um, Invisible Woman, I think an Amy Amy Adams would fit well. She's bad. she's she's worked with uh, she's worked with Disney before, mm. so she knows how that that sort of goes. She's you know was in a live action um, Disney cartoon there in Ella or Enchanted was the name of the movie. I was about to call it Ella Enchanted, but it wasn't Enchanted. Mm. And um, you know that was there's some like action type scenes in that that move in that movie, so she can do that sort of stuff and look well at doing it. Right. Um, so Amy Adams would and, and Amy Adams has that look to build the, the of uh, Invisible Woman, and she can give us that smartness that you. I'm not saying that Jessica Alba didn't have smarts. It wasn't mm. like she was hot and smart, mm. but the thing was you could tell like. She didn't get sort of some of the science stuff where yeah. Amy Adams, as we've seen, played Lois Lane. She mm -hmm. could get that easily, pick that up. You could transcend that easily. She would come yeah. off as your independent, hot, but also strong woman, you know what I mean, uh, for science. How about Lily James? Yeah, that would be another good one. That would be another good one. But you, like, like we said, you have to put somebody in that role that fits that criteria of, you know, giving you the science, but also giving you the look, right? Right. Um, I'd say for the I would say for the thing you probably are looking at like I'd even say Dave Batista could easily pull off a thing. <laughs> How about John you Cena? How about John Cena? <laughs> I would I would say no. Keep him over, keep him over there in DC. Leave him in DC. I'm sorry, Mr. John <laughs> Cena, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd say keep him over there in in D over in DC. I would. I, uh, this is how I'd say: put your Dave Batista in as the thing, and maybe even put Christopher Christopher Pratt as um, your uh, Human Torch. I think they play the comedic timing plays well with those two. Um, I, I get it that they're over in you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think it would give them a little extra stuff to do. Oh, yeah. I don't see I don't see them creating a whole, you know, seven or eight movies or, you know, three type movies off of this, I think it, you're going to get maybe one or two and then some, you know, done, the, I, the universe is done. I just think if you, it, I just think if you take uh, Emily Blunt as a visible woman, John Krasinski, if I didn't butcher that name, mm -hmm. will, have to be, will have to be Reed Richards. Um, yeah. I've seen another name, Zach Efron, thrown around for Human Torch. Zach Efron isn't too too bad. I think if if you do it that way, I say and and I know this is going to sound a little corny, but then if you put Zach Efron in as your Human Torch, The Rock as your thing, because if you look back at the the Baywatch movie, regardless of how good the movie was or bad, they had great comedic timing. The comedic timing it was was great there. Uh, somebody else would say, well, Rock and and and. Uh, and Kevin Hart, because you know, it, it, you think of you think of the role of the thing and the Human Torch. They're like best friends, and they're you know constantly comedy on them. Even in the comic, it was you know the the banter back and forth, where you would have Reed Richards and Sue Storm being your you know science based characters, right? So you you, you know that's that's the way you go about it. I would. I would even throw in um, for the lady who played in uh, How I Met Your Mother as Robin, Ooh. throw her in as as uh, as an Invisible Woman, and the yeah. her co-actor who played in uh, How I Met Your Mother as her, you know, at the first I think at the beginning was the love interest that he was always wanting to. Oh yeah. I could see him. I could see him playing as your uh, Reed Richards, really who easy. You, who would you get to play Doctor Doom? Oh, Doctor Doom for sure ha would have to be a you want a big big name. Um, ooh, it had to be a, somebody who can do that. The app. I would if he wasn't already playing a, a superhero, 
I would have put Ben uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Doom. Right. Because he would give you that presence of not making the character look goofy, mm. but also giving you that that real sense of, of you know, uh, honor and prestige. Right. Um, I'd, you know what? Throw David Tennant. I'd say David yeah. Tennant, Doctor Doom. Yeah, him him or Matt Smith would work perfectly. Yeah. They've played whimsical, weird British characters in Doctor Who. And they would mm -hmm. be able to pull off that villain because the villain, Doctor Doom, is like a Doctor Who-ish character, really. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Both those guys would be good. Yeah. Let me, let me roll over here real quick. Let's see anything here. Oh, I forgot about Franklin. <laughs> oh, who would be Franklin? <sighs> Oh yeah, the, the, the bell, the bellhop. Yeah, it would be Franklin Richards. Um, oh, that's tough. He's a kid. Um, I would, I would have to say now. maybe not now. I'm thinking of the old Oslot line. Yeah, no, no. I, I would. I really like. I said going back to this, I really uh, want to see the Fantastic Four in the the MCU due to the fact that they they were. For the Avengers, they were very much a, a key point because Doctor Doom in the comics becomes one of the main villains for the Avengers. Yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, real good, KW. That's a yeah. one. But like, like I said, you know, Doctor Doom was always one of those main villains for the Avengers. If you look, yeah. go back to it, Doctor Doom is 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 that man? He's he's that guy that that is your main villain for the Avengers. Um, and he would be a perfect, and it would be on, honest, to, awesome to see the Fantastic Four because now that Thanos has already been a thing that's done mm -hmm. and everybody's asking that question, who's your next big bad guy? You know, we're talking about the score. We're talking about the score war. We're talking about all these other things. And you go with Galactus, but honestly, to, to tie yourself over to work well mm -hmm. would be your Doctor Doom. Why yeah. not have Doctor Doom as your main villain? It would make sense. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who's trying to compete with, you know, uh, now that, and here's here's a good way to put him in if you're going to use him now, even if there is no Fantastic Four. Who's a better guy to compete now that Tony Stark's dead? Yeah. He's he he was he was like Tony Stark's other, you know what I mean? Only as a villain form, right? He wanted to suit across the world. He had robotic guys of him. Every time you beat him. And it would be a good choice. Yeah, Tim Hollins would be, yeah, if he wasn't already playing Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my son, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being here, Hunter. All oh, right, yeah. guys. All right, guys. We are going to go over to our last commercial break of the night. And we'll go ahead and finish up the show. So give us a few more minutes. Please continue to hang out with us. That's right. Join us right now on Panther Production for the Gridiron, the Top 25 College Football Podcast. Man, I had a blast being um, over there with Tommy and Justin this morning talking that good college football. You guys can too. So definitely join us here on Panther Production for Top 25, the Gridiron, College Football. All right. Anything else we got on the docket? For Actually, tonight, my there is a there is something that just came to mind that I can think of while before we go away. Sure. Um, let's leave it on. Let's leave it on some high notes. Um, your thoughts on Black Widow being delayed and Wonder Woman right now, nineteen eighty four, being delayed. This whole delay and your thoughts on 
basically, should they, and I get this, and this feels like devil, devil advocate all every time that you bring this question up, but should they be streaming right now or should they actually wait for the theater to open up? Stream it. Stream it. You owe that to the fans, and the fans will pay a premium price for what you're streaming, too. Um, and, and look, I get it. You know, you want to go, you want to have everyone spotlight, particularly Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that she deserves this to be in the theaters, but we don't know when that's going to happen. We don't know if COVID is going to be the new norm. God, I hope it's not. But we don't know if it's going to be the new norm. But we don't know if we will ever get these movies to the theater. Go ahead and stream these movies now. They're collecting dust. that, And your budget will never be recouped by, by a movie sitting on, some, uh, on someone's um, file cabinet or wherever. Um, stream that thing, stream it to a Disney Plus, stream it to a HBO Go, um, make them pay a premium price for it. Um, most people pay 50 to 100 bucks going to the movie theater anyway. So, if, if you figure in the ticket, if you figure in concessions, um, you spend it 50 to 100 bucks at a theater anyway, charge 49.99 on that bad boy. and People will go watch it, particularly if that movie is good. You would get a lot of people re-watching that movie. I know some folks who did that with Black Panther. Um, they actually watched it two or three times because that movie was just so doggone good. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, I think you need to start streaming them because if you don't, like I said, you'll never make the money for them. You'll never make the money up for them. Um, I'm not saying fans will forget. Because anticipation anticipation will continue to build, but the same height and potential for money being made will be gone the longer you wait. Uh-huh. So I just feel that go ahead and stream them right now and go ahead and start recouping some of that money, giving these stars um, the time and the spotlight they deserve. I'm I'm on the I'm the other side of the fence. I'm the I hate to say this, but I sound like the businessman of of our group every time. But this is how I would do it. Mm-hmm. And I said this once, and I, and, I, and I don't know if people agree with me or not. I don't mind the idea of streaming. Don't get me wrong, but not everybody in their in in, in their dart still likes the idea uh, of streaming. And only certain people subscribe to certain ones, especially like HBO. And I do believe Netflix, where they're completely different where I'm from. I, I lose out here in Canada on some of the stuff that you guys get in America. Just in case in point, Star Trek Discovery. You guys can get it on Netflix. I can't. Okay. So same thing with uh, Disney+. Plus. There's some restrictions via the country. So if we say stream it. Now you're going to restrict certain people, certain people in this country, certain people in that country. That's true, true. That's so what true. I say is instead of streaming it, now that, you know, right now it is the norm. And, every, and yes, both of these movies are being waited to be held off until about June 2021. Um, but let's, let's say in a perfect world, what I would have done is hyped the hell out of a uh, Black Widow movie. And instead of going straight from uh, you know where where we would normally get it in theaters then into the dvd then later on streaming go from there what i would say is build make a big build and build these both because it's already it's already been filmed uh black widow's already been fully done mm-hmm. you can get it into do your like i said before do a great um exclusive you know 4k ultra blu-ray then you know maximize on your regular blu-ray and then a dvd get them out there now there everybody already knows that they're already been filmed you can recoup your money profit wise bad for the profit that you spent on the budget via this way if you market it and do it correctly then once they've been in the dvd you've made x amount of sales then you can go hey netflix and everybody have at her right stream it that way and then and then go from that and if it works that way because i know some of the theaters are doing their own streaming service you can pay for it and so that everybody can see it all at once 
Mm. But it, then it feels like a, a, a rental anyways, and not everybody's got the money to go out and let's say pay the 60 bucks to, to get it. And a lot of people then get this assumed assumption when they're streaming, well, I've got it forever. No, you only got it for as long as the movie plays and maybe a couple extra days to rewatch it. And then if you don't rewatch it within those extra few days, it goes away. Right. So like, at least with this, you would have a physical form of it, you know, get it for those people that do that 4k ultra get Scarlett Johansson sign a bunch of copies. X amount of copies. Go. If you buy the 4k ultra are going to be, you know what I mean? Make it yeah. feel exclusive, make them feel like you had to go and buy this thing. And then that's how you do it with the next. And I think that's how you're going to recoup your, your money back because that's the only you're, one you're giving back to the people, but at the same time too, you got to recoup your losses for, you know, shooting the movie, filming, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. And I think that, I think that would work. Not stating that streaming is not a good idea. I just think where there's restrictions Priya versus every country, you gotta you gotta take that in, in consideration. I think that work, this works a little bit better. The only thing I the only pushback that I could give on that would be the fact that most people do have VPNs, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of so you know that's the only streaming. Yeah. That's the only kickback I could really give. Uh-huh. To um, streaming is the fact that VPN services, people are aware. I don't know how many people use, but people are aware. Just sort of kind of get around that just a little bit. But again, yeah. not everybody knows about them. It's not something that is everyday knowledge for speak. So that's right. And 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 some of these, like there are, uh, as as you know, there there are secured VPN sites and stuff like that. But then again, that plays into that whole. Well, what happens if I didn't get the uh, I didn't buy a VPN protector yeah. and somebody jumps on my you know what I mean and I don't I, I keep it open and then all this there's all these other ifs hands who what's about okay, at least much. this at least this way for the consumer the theater if you want to sort of say or or, or the, the production companies this stays solid right. it goes from one thing to another to another and it stays in a process where everybody gets kickbacks you know netflix knows that you know in uh, you know month four of their you know third quarter oh we got black widow going to be hitting us and that's going to give us x amount of new subs right you know what i mean like, like everybody builds off of it right everybody everybody's getting kink everybody's eating this is the best way to do it for everybody when you do a stream don't get me wrong yeah you've been a, a shit ton of subs and you're making all this money you know real quick but the knowledge for some people that it's out there either think they get to that or how many days do I have it for mm-hmm. or do I have it forever? And some people get that idea. Oh, I've got it forever. I bought it, you know, uh, from, you know, Cinemax. And then you go nope. back, where is it's it? Gone. It's gone. And it's gone. after. And, and mm-hmm. if you didn't read your terms and conditions, it's gone after X amount of days. And if it's a movie that special or you thought that was – important enough to mm-hmm. own you definitely will go out by owning and preserve it um, That's right. one of my favorite movies of all time growing up was the old movie by the name of tango and cash mm-hmm. with, um with sylvester Stallone and kurt russell um yep. and i actually have that movie here so um yeah i see your point if you think that movie is important you'll go out and buy it preserve it take care of it Yep. I'm not. I'm not trying to harp the point of streaming. I'm not trying to you know, bash streaming uh, because streaming is well done. You can get it everywhere, but there's just certain sites. Like I just right. recently was like, you know, I bought a move. Uh, I, I, you know, I bought DVDs before, and they talked about that. You know, oh, let's go to Ultra Purple or Violet or whatever the site. That only, yeah, yeah, that only that only works. That site only works within the United States. If you're in Canada, my digital copy that yes, I've already bought. I bought it when I got the DVD. Mm. And this works nothing to me right. because I'm a Canadian citizen. You know what I mean? I'm not an American, right? right. But people go, well, you know, you can put a VPN that makes you American. Yeah, but why would I want to go through all the hassle? Right. As a consumer, yeah, I'm just looking at it from a plain consumer, plain Jane consumer. There's not too many people that are willing to go out and get this and that and that and the other thing. A lot of people are like, hey, I bought this. I want this to work. Well, it's got to it. work this way. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, that's good. All right, do we have anything else we need to go over before we get out of here for the night? 
No, honestly, I think we I think we hit everything uh, as we normally like to say, you know, this would be the, the point of shameless plugs. But hey, as we already know, if you're here on the pinfall production site, you're watching us live. If you're not if you're not see those lovely those lovely names of, of, lists of shows <laughs> right there are right all there. We play their commercials. The only other thing that has not been put on there. And is it something new that did come to the Pinfall Productions? Uh, and also, and that is Revolution. Keep your That's eyes it. on that for the 15th. It's our new way of doing promoing. I think everybody in the Pinfall, fa uh, Pinfall family is going to enjoy it. We're putting a lot of heart and soul into it. Definitely subscribe to the Revolution page. Also, uh, subscribe to uh, the Pinfall page. Uh, keep, keep us in mind, we're also, it's Pinfall on YouTube. And also on Facebook, take a look at us. Honestly, you know, if you're thinking about becoming anything like a promo artist, a uh, you know podcaster, we are here for you. Definitely hit us up, me, uh, Will, uh, Tommy, uh, any of any of the members of our lovely you know uh, admin team and whatnot, because we're here for you to make you better. And if you're looking to stream on our page, and also we'd like to stream on your page. Hit us up as well. We can, you know, what you can do for us, we can do for you. Uh, you know, it's a 50-50 fold as well. So um, definitely, definitely keep us in mind. And we, 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 I want to, I can't stress it enough. I want to thank all of William's friends that come out from uh, his discord that come at every, every show. It's not just one, but every show yes. uh, participate and comment. We love it. We respect it. We thank you so much because that helps us grow. Like we say, you know, like, share, subscribe. When you hear us, wherever you're hearing us, give us, give those five stars. Help us with the building fund because that yes. just helps us get this better. Hashtag building fund. <laughs> yes. So without that being said, and with all that being said, as we normally like to say around here, you have just run the gauntlet. The fastest hour in podcasting. Once again, before we get out of here, thank you to the League of Darkness for coming out. Thank you to Metallic Dice Games for everything you do for us and geeknewsnow.net. Appreciate you guys. And without further ado, I'm William D. Morgan. This is Mr. Gene Emerson. Hopefully, Shaw will be right with us next week, and we'll see you then. Take care, everyone. Thank you.